This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Uh, uh, uh. Check it, you are now tuned in to Fish at the Water, where comedians learn from forerunners and give honor. Tweety and Jeremiah mix it up like honor farmers, making sure everybody leaves educated like scholars. This is Fish Shadow Water. This is Fish Shadow Water. This is- hey guys, what's up? It's Jeremiah. Welcome to Fish Out of Water. Today, we don't have Ryan Tweedy. He's off, uh, uh, he's off not being here. I don't know exactly what he says he had to do. I don't believe it, but, um, so it's just me today, but we have a great guest, uh, a friend of mine. He is a writer for the mod team, The New Deal. Uh, he was a writer for the show, HOA, show he created, wrote, uh, wrote for, um, acted in as well, as I just found out. Freelancer for Cracked, worked on Drunk History, Adam Ruins Everything. Uh, please give it up. For Zora Bikangaga, right? Yeah, yeah, you got it, man. There we go. We clap, even though no one can hear us. It's but... all good. I appreciate the applause. Hey, man, how's it going? It's going well. Yeah. It's going well. Thank you. How are, how are you? Uh, I'm hanging in there, you know, doing good. For a Wednesday, it's pretty good. Nice. It's not as hot as it's uh, as it's been the past couple of days. It's been miserable. We record in my house, and we don't have air conditioning, so I hope you're... Uh, it's uh, it's very breezy here. It's like it's, uh, <laughs> it's like that natural like 1920s uh, yeah. like ventilation yeah. circulation. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know this place had AC until I I thought these things on the wall were part of the AC unit. Uh-huh. They're not. They're heaters. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so you turn it on, it just got like really hot. Well, I'm just I didn't know. You know, I'm I I didn't think about it, and uh, and now I'm you know having to deal with it in the summer, but yeah. Is what it is. It is what it is, man. It's L.A. You know, <laughs> at least you're not in like I don't know, like Saudi Arabia or something. Right, or or worse, someplace cold. It's true. Yeah, it's true. So I, shouldn't, I really shouldn't shit on Saudi Arabia. I'm sure <laughs> there's some really cool places there where they see. Yeah, yeah. It's not just hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's not. Yeah. I'm sure they have like breezy days at some point there. Like I right. don't know. But uh, you're from, so you're from California originally, right? Yeah, I'm from uh, Northern California, like Sonoma County, wine country. Okay, cool. And you went to school up there, up those parts? Yeah, I went to school actually north of that uh, in Seattle, at Seattle Pacific University. Oh, cool. Yeah. And you, um, were you, uh, what was your major there? History. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ooh, history major. Yeah. That's a new, I don't think we've had a history major on. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. It's a lot of... um, uh, like Tweety, he's a, um, I don't even know, he was a performing arts major, I think. Uh-huh. A lot of those. Yeah, like a BFA. Yeah, yeah, BFA, but never history. Yeah, so what did the, uh, did you always want to be a uh, comedy writer of sorts? Um, you know, it's funny because I, um, I never really thought of it as like a profession, but it was something right. that like I was always interested in. And so I went into college having you know this like an interest in like teaching history because i just thought my history teacher teacher was really good Mm -hmm. i was like oh i I can do that but thinking back on it my senior project like we got to choose our own like creative project and i wrote a screenplay Mm. like (laughs) and i would love to read this thing i think it's on like a probably like a floppy disk or something i'm dating myself but (laughs) uh it, yeah, like that's it's funny to think back on that of like, oh, I chose that out of anything to do to right. like write a screenplay. Right. Naturally fell into yeah, writing 
that's cool. Yeah. So you, when you, because I know you're, or you were a teacher, right? I was a teacher full time for like three years. Were you a history teacher? I was a history teacher. Oh, yeah, nice. middle school. Oh, cool. Yeah. How was that? Um, it was. Uh, it was a lot of work. <laughs> um, bet. it wasn't boring. You yeah. know, it was really entertaining. I think like. I, it really prepared me, I think, um, to sort of be in a writer's room in a way, like especially mm-hmm. like sort of even to run a writer's room in a, in a way because that's kind of like teaching. But um, yeah, like I, I enjoyed it. I knew it wasn't like what I wanted to do forever, but uh, the kids were like super fun. I mean, it, all the stuff that I didn't like about teaching had nothing to do with being around seventh graders. Like they were a lot of fun and right. the most hilarious people on earth. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. So that was... so middle school is did you teach what seventh eighth as i taught um sixth seventh and, and eighth, eighth but like more so seventh yeah. um i was I, I did this like fellowship at this uh this private school in pasadena and i was like sixth grade ancient history and then um i started teaching at the school called um uh, campbell hall mm-hmm. which is like this episcopal school in studio city and i taught u.s history and government oh cool yeah i think i feel like the seventh grade uh, version of me is the funniest version that's existed. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, like I've gone downhill in my funnies. Uh, like, so were you just like super <laughs> witty? Were you just like like the zingers? Yeah, I guess. I mean, just, you know, I, I always look back on things with a bit of nostalgia, so I always find that, you know, the past is always better than the current. You know, okay. I guess that's my, my brain set, but I'm always like, yeah, seventh grade, I was, uh, I was a funny guy. And, uh, wait, did you like seventh grade? Did you? Yeah, enjoy it? I love, I loved middle school. I, I went to a really small middle school. Okay. Uh, so it was very intimate. It didn't prepare me well for college. I went to university of Florida, which is a huge college, yeah. you know? So, um, I maybe have, uh, like, oh man, maybe, maybe five friends from college. Cause I, I, I don't know how to make friends, you know, in, <laughs> in large numbers. Right. I just wasn't very good at that. And uh, and most of my friends are all from high school because it was so, such a small school. I think we had like a graduating class of maybe like 120. Maybe. Was it private? Uh, it was a charter school. So, or I don't know if it's called charter. It was like an accelerated learn. Like it was like a math kind of heavy school. Okay. You know, and it was... Um, I don't know the technical name of it, but it wasn't like a standard public school. You had to, I, I guess, be accelerated. It was like a, a harder curriculum that they put kids through. Okay. But it's great. I mean, I didn't think it was, I, I didn't particularly, when I, and it was a middle school, high school deal, like seventh through, and back east they do, middle school starts at seventh. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's a little bit, seventh through twelfth. Yeah, here it's like, um, in California, if it's a middle school, it's sixth through eighth. Mm-hmm. And then if it's a junior high, it's seventh and eighth. Right. Did you ever, um, I'm sure because I, you know, I work at, I work at a hospital, so I'm constantly running into characters and kind of <laughs> using that as ammunition for, or, 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 you know, ideas for generating sketches or characters. Yeah. Did you use your students, uh, or the things that you heard around, uh, you know, during your day job to write any material? Yeah. I mean, definitely. Um, I, yeah, I had some like kids for sure that I, um, used as, as characters or like a composite of, 
you know, multiple kids. What what I thought was funny. Some parents were hysterical to me. Yeah. You know, um, that's some, right. You got to deal with parents. I totally forgot about that. Oh my gosh. That's like a whole other thing. I mean, like yeah. I feel like 75% of a job at a private school is like just emailing parents, <laughs> you know, about like letting them know that their kid didn't do homework and then like weirdly it being your fault. Right. Uh, and you're like, just tell them to do his fucking homework. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that goes into the category of stuff that you didn't like about middle school was not the kids but the parents more oh my gosh yeah i mean i had i had some cool parents you know yeah. like i think i would say like 98 percent of the parents are like super cool mm-hmm. but if they're cool you don't see them like right. you just they're around and then you know they're like oh cool and you see them at the end of the year and they give you a cool present um <laughs> which is my i miss that part of the job is like yeah. just the cool just gifts. the plunder of, of <laughs> gifts that you get like at christmas time at the end of the year but uh, that two percent of like you know just like crazy sort of overbearing helicopter night right. parents uh, <laughs> just make the job very difficult. I bet. So did you? Um, so so you out of college went and you came straight here to L.A. and worked. I did. Well, yeah. I uh, so I was I went up there and I well I kind of bounced around schools a little bit and um, ended up at, at Seattle Pacific. And by then I was kind of interested in theater, but I still was like pursuing this like teaching Mm -hmm. track. And I started to like take like theater classes and everything. And, um, I pulled this prank before I got there. I was at this other school called Westmont. And I, I told this story actually on, on this American life, but, uh, so I won't get too much into it if readers want or listeners want to, uh, listen to that. But, uh, I pulled this prank where I convinced the school that I was like this Ugandan, like international student for like a really long time, like lasted like a whole semester. It was insane, uh, and it was like just this really intense experience. And I, and after that, I was like, oh, like acting is fun. Like I can mm-hmm. kind of do this. Like comedy yeah. is fun. And then so when I ended up leaving and going to Seattle, because you had burned too many bridges. <laughs> yeah, I basically got ran out of Santa Barbara. No, actually, that's. Um, it, that's not how, how it happened, but I, I think it's funny to tell the story that way that yeah. they just like ran me out, like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. just like pitchforks and, <laughs> and like torches. You lied. Yeah, you lied. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, they, I was fine. Like they were, there was like half of the school that thought I was like an awful person and <laughs> like hated me. And then the other half that thought I was like this like genius yeah. and gave me way too much credit for it. Right. What made you do this? Like, what made you, what prompted the... Um, it was just, like, this prank. Uh, it. My friends in high school thought it was funny when I would, like, imitate my parents, because mm-hmm. my parents are from Uganda, and so I would do it, like, in, you know, restaurants and stuff like that with, like, waiters and, and everything, and, and it was just, like, this inside joke, and when my roommate, like, touched base with me, like, for college... Uh, they were like, dude, they probably think you're like an international student because your name <laughs> like sounds African, yeah. and uh, and they're like, dude, you should like you should like do your accent when he calls you if he calls you, and then I did it, and my roommate bought it like he believed me, right. and they're like, dude, you should do it like when you get there, <laughs> and I was like, oh, that'd be funny, and then I did it when I first got there, and like you know, in college you meet everybody like within a span of right, like right. a couple of hours and it just like snowballed <laughs> and by the end of the day i was like oh shit like the whole the, the, they all think i'm an international student and i had to like roll with it for a very long time the commitment man the commitment so oh. did you ever break away like your roommate for a whole semester 
was just like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's so funny. It took, uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was an an intense experience. It was unexpected. Uh, <laughs> I let him know about the whole Ugandan thing like later on because I felt bad. Like I didn't expect to like develop these like close relationships right, right. with people as this as this character, but mm-hmm. I did, and and uh, and he was the first person I told. Right. Yeah. So like I went like way into the semester, and then I was like, hey man, like. In your and your like yeah. speaking voice now. Yeah, I was like, "Hey, man, uh, <laughs> I'm not from God. <laughs> oh my god, and, I could just imagine like the the brain fuck of hearing a person talk a particular way for so long that that's in, it. Kind of like it's ingrained, you know. Yeah. And then hearing. Oh, like, he when I so like I kind of fucked with him when I did it because he came in and I was like, "Hey, man, like like any of my girls call for me?" And I was like, "Hey, how was my how was my American accent? Was that good?" Yeah. And then he was like, "Dude, that was freaking scary. Like, that was weird." <laughs> and then I just you know I just told him like, "Hey, what if, what if I told you that I wasn't from Uganda and that, yeah. like I'm from like Hiltzburg. Uh And he looked at like the look that he gave me was like he looked like. He didn't know what to believe oh, in the yeah. world. Like the world was was flipped upside down. Right. Yeah. Um, and then he left for like an hour and like went for a run. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I love that. I love that you were like you played this pretty much month long fuck on him, and then and then you still fucked with him when you told him because right. it's it's the it's the most appropriate way to. Oh, it's the like he's into it for sure. Like it was so ridiculous that I had to do it that way. And then when I did that, like I let all my close friends and like dorm mates know about it. Mm-hmm. And and I did the same thing with them and they like stayed in the room while like the next person came in. It was like this like thing. It was this hilarious thing to them. And the way that I came out to the school was like, oh, I have to do it in a funny way. This is a ridiculous thing that happened. Right. So I ended up writing this like thing in um, th- like the school newspaper. It was like an opinion article of, of just outing myself. But I did it as a person who was outing me like in the third person. <laughs> and like so someone was doing it but it was you doing it yeah yourself. it was me and then i signed yeah. my name at the end oh, and people okay. were like what's happening <laughs> it was uh, it was did the school care um yeah like oh, yeah. the the administration yeah 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 i mean i had to call like i got called in to talk to like uh you know some of my professors and like the dean um, Why would they care though? Because it doesn't. You weren't like receiving anything special. I right? wasn't, but like they were just. I don't know. People were just like, "Why did he do this?" Like, mm-hmm. and and some of them were skeptical, and it was like a very uh, like small private like upper middle class like white Christian school, and so they there was like a thing of like I, I think there was a little bit of sort of like mistrust. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, like you know? you're fucking with us. The le- the least we have, the thing we can do is like investigate this person a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and and just you know a tad a tad bit of, of prejudice there. But again, like I pulled a huge prank on them, so <laughs> I I can't like fault them too much for being skeptical. But right. um, but yeah, like they the president wanted to find out like why I did this and and if I was taking advantage of like any scholarships or anything like that. And I was like, no, like I got into the fucking school. Right. Yeah. Um, it was just purely like a social thing. Yeah. Huh. That's, yeah, that's that's crazy. I'll have to listen. I'll put a link in the description so people can. You you told this story on this, yeah, this I told American it. Life. Yeah. It's it's like twenty two minutes, okay. twenty five minutes. So, yeah, so we'll we'll put a link in it if you want to hear the full. Oh yeah, I'll have to listen to it because yeah. I'm already in, intrigued. Oh, it's it. it's full on. Man. It's full on. <laughs> so uh, so you so you're swapping around schools and then you ended up settling on um, 
Yeah, so I got there and I was, and then I got into theater. Like, I was like, oh, theater is cool. And then I ended up like taking classes and, and I had this like great um, acting teacher, uh, Karen Lund, who was like, she was also like a theater director in town and everything. And, and she, I just loved her class and everything. And, and, and I was like, man, like, I want to minor in, in this mm-hmm. and ended up minoring in it. And then, Funny enough, I got hired by this theater company that was like connected to that like acting teacher, and I and we did like educational plays at schools about like bullying prevention. So we were like that, you know, traveling theater uh, group that was just we would do assemblies basically, right? Yeah, and talkbacks and stuff, and that was a lot of fun actually. So it was like a mixture of of teaching and acting, hmm. and I did that for like a year because um, it was full time, and then and then I moved down to L.A. You moved down to L.A. and started taking classes at. UCB straight away? Um, not straight away. I moved down not knowing or understanding anything. I ended up moving to like Orange County for six months because I had no idea like what was happening um, right. with uh, just how far it would take or how long it would take to like drive to LA. Right. So I moved in with my roommate that I had pranked at <laughs> Westmont okay. for like six months. And so you guys are still buddies. It didn't hurt him that much. No, no, it was it was it was a bonding experience. Yeah, we yeah. we got even more close. I was I was actually like a groomsman in, in his wedding. Oh, okay. his wife. He met his uh, future wife like at my birthday, or he. That's when it happened. Okay, I'm a very unimportant person. <laughs> <laughs> um, so even though I pulled this prank, but uh, so I lived with him for like six months, and then I was like, "Fuck that! Like this is too far." And then yeah, I moved. Um, closer to LA like did uh I got like a commercial agent pretty quickly and 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 they were like oh you should take improv classes right and I did this I did like short form theater at this place called like LA Connection Mm -hmm. comedy that was just kind of like a catch-all people that like just moved here right yeah you know Um, they're the big net that just scoops people was it was it advertised by your or was it advised by your agent not that particular place i think when i got here um and again i'm dating myself like ucb wasn't like what it is now Mm -hmm. um so it wasn't of like oh you got to take ucb classes it was more like you just got to take improv classes right and so this place like put advertisements on like actors access where they're like come audition for this thing and so like i went in and it's more like short form and and it's a little I mean, I don't want to like talk shit about the place, but a lot of people sort of start out there because they, mm-hmm. they have a way of like advertising to people that like don't know right. what's happening in, right. in town. And so... Is um, this up in NoHo? Like- it used to be in um, Sherman Noakes on like on Ventura, but uh-huh. I think now it's in Burbank. Burbank. Okay. Yeah. I think and, I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of people like sort of did it at first but mm-hmm. uh it was cool but i got there and it's like not the greatest training in the world but uh it's, it's something you know, yeah it's something get your feet wet. yeah and like in they're super talented people there too because like everyone just gets there and um and so yeah i was like this is super fun um i want to do more of this and yeah and then just kept on doing it left that place and then i think uh like a couple years later ended up um t- taking classes at ucb mm. and um studying television writing at the same time at ucla they have like a writer's extension program oh right yeah, yeah, yeah. which is like it's fantastic like i think it's probably the the best place to like formally study television writing in the country oh really yeah, That's just because great. like there's there are a lot of like screenwriting programs like you know NYU has their screenwriting program and like UCLA has like their own sort of 
um, and you know, uh, like SC does. But I think for this particular, like, I don't know, area in the entertainment industry, like you're in LA. There's like a lot of the instructors are former like producers and, and showrunners and, and TV writers. And just, I think like it's the vicinity of it um, to LA. It just makes it, I think the, the best. So they have a bunch of, you know, r- real world experience to impart on the yeah. students. Yeah. If you look at television writing programs, like anywhere, like they have one at like Oxford mm-hmm. and you look at the, the, like the faculty, the instructors, like nothing beats like the resume and like expertise of the ones at, the writer's extension yeah it's it's like a gem Hmm. so when you come out of that do you have a uh like a a pilot that is unique to your you or do you write specs or what do you kind of write yeah so they have like this professional program where you um they have like a tv track so they have Mm -hmm. like three core classes um for like television and so you you walk out if you do that you'll you'll walk out with like a spec pilot and uh, a, like a or sorry like a spec script and a pilot mm-hmm. oh so, wow so you'll have like two solid scripts after after three classes and also just like the knowledge to like write a spec you right. know off of another show mm-hmm. um and you know how to write your own pilot and right. i think that's like it's pretty in, in your writing it you know in, in a room full of people so it's mm-hmm. almost like you're in a writer's room like it's right. pretty in, invaluable what uh, what spec did you end up writing for? Oh man, <laughs> um, I I wrote a community spec oh, cool. on community because I was obsessed with community when um, I was taking this class, and I'm pretty I was pretty proud of that spec. Like I think it was a, it was a good spec, but it was it's very dated because it was because uh, you know how they did you watch Community? Uh, I watched the first season. Okay, yeah. So you know how they did like homages and and like parodies of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I always wanted them to do a Harry Potter episode. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and I just wrote the Harry Potter episode that I always wanted to see. Right? To see, and then, um, like a, a running joke in that show is that like the character Britta is always like she's always she always fucks up whatever is happening, mm-hmm. or she's always like off her on her own kind of thing. And so, um, at the time, Twilight was big, so like she had her own like Twilight storyline right so her like her b story like the b story was like her just doing twilight stuff yeah it's um i'm I'm a big dan Harmon fan and i I should watch more community i i just uh you know it's uh so much tv out there now there's so much (laughs) um and yeah like i i just think community was so um influential on me and and i think like when i started when i watched community was like it was when when I was like, oh, I want, like, I want to do this. I want to write this kind of show. I want to be on this kind of show. Mm-hmm. And and I really do think it, it 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 like it it deconstructed the the sitcom, like it was a deconstruction of a sitcom. Right. And um, after that, like, one can't really approach half hour in the same way. It, it, you can make the argument that like Louis is is in the same way, but it's just it's I. Whenever you have time, yeah, and it, I, I mean, I, back up. I, yeah, and I'll, yeah. I'll, you can borrow my ep- like second season because I think second season is when it like when it really takes open. off. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, well, I when I first moved out here, I, and I still do a lot. Well, not mm-hmm. a lot, but I, do, I do every couple months. I'll, I'll write and shoot, produce something for Channel One Hundred One, which was yeah Dan Harmon's kind of brainchild back in the day. Yeah, and uh, so he has a whole page on his. It's a uh, uh, channel one on one, 
uh, wiki kind of page that talks about uh, his story structure or his mm-hmm. story circles. Yeah, you know, yeah. and um, as a I'm a I'm a math guy, so it's kind of like I I, I kind of always go back to that whenever I'm writing mm-hmm. and just trying to follow. But he has, you know, and I I've read on some of the community episodes, he probably has one of those story circles for each character, you know, and he has A, B, and C kind of plots running through the same episode. It's just like, you know, kind of a, a, a beautiful collection coming into one, like, you know, refined package in terms of writing, you know? Yeah. It's, it's so crazy. Like the process, when I hear stories about the writer's room and of that show and, and, and yeah, the way he, he approaches like a, a half hour sh- show or particularly that show, um, you could see it, you know, mm-hmm. in, in the quality of the writing and, and, and just the way he like, it just brilliantly um, has like a, a character arc for each character, but also is like, they're able to really parody and, and, and um, give homages to like genres and stuff. Also, it's interesting because like, I don't think in that approach, it's so meticulous and it's breaking the mold in so many ways that I don't think it, it wasn't sustainable. Like it was, mm-hmm. I, I heard, I've heard nightmare stories mm-hmm. about that, that writer's room and, and um, yeah, having to, to, to make 22, 24 episodes. episodes like that that's, way. yeah, that's, that's insane. Yeah. Like I, cu- I couldn't imagine that. Yeah. It's, um, it's, uh, it's tough writing one episode of anything. Oh man. Can you imagine like yeah. the way, it, yeah, just, for an ensemble cast to to attack each character and have like this like overarching sort of story circle and then like for each character uh of like that ensemble of six sometimes seven uh is insane yeah it's uh it's 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 crazy to think that um yeah he did it for how many seasons did it go for four was it three seasons four seasons um i think it went for like five because there was like well because it went to it went to yahoo so there were there were the first two seasons and then the third season halfway through dan Harmon left Mm -hmm. and there was like this harmonless community community (laughs) and the episodes were so whack yeah um not all of them there was like this freaky friday episode that was amazing it was written by jim rash and then the next season he came back and it was like, Oh cool. Like it's good again. And then, um, NBC got rid of it and then it went to Yahoo and I actually didn't watch that Yahoo season cause yeah. Donald Glover wasn't in it. And I was like, fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I could see how, well, it's like, I'm like that with the office. I didn't watch once Michael, or I mean, Steve Carell left. I was yeah. like, nah, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think um a lot of people did that. I mean, I I'm I'm say that half joking. Uh I think I left because I was like, "Well, yeah, I mean, I was the big Donald Glover fan, but uh it just being on Yahoo, I was like, nah, I have to go to Yahoo to watch it." <laughs> <laughs> like, go to Yahoo. Yeah, I don't want to watch Yahoo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I tried I've tried uh I have note notebooks of me trying to reverse engineer episodes of Rick and Morty with these character, you know, circles. Oh, and, to see like what they did. Yeah, to see like and it's funny because there's a picture of one on online uh that they took of the writers room. Like they have this huge whiteboard. Mm-hmm. And so they have like instead of eight pieces, there's sixteen because now he has breaks in the circle between, you know, his major points, like one and, and did two. he have circles for each character? And then he has circles for each character. I mean it's a it's a it's a oh, what is that? Uh beautiful mind kind of mm-hmm. like 
room thing. It's it's he's he's doing a lot more work than you than you can see on a page because trying to reverse engineer those things. There's a lot of different ways you can take it, but it's uh, it is a useful tool a useful tool tool um, when you're starting out to kind of just like make sure you're on the right right track. You're not going getting too far from yeah you know uh, telling a, a coherent story. Yeah, and 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 also like he you know that that structure that he came up with, I mean, it, it is his, right. It's this thing that he stumbled upon and he's like, it's like a theory that he has, but mm-hmm. it's like also based on like the hero's journey. Right. Yeah. He talks about that a lot. Yeah. yeah and so it's, it is like a classic story structure. It's just done in like a particular way. And, mm-hmm. and he loves to play with genre. So like it, it does work in with him of like, Oh, is if he's going to grab this, like Scorsese, he's going to do like a Scorsese episode mm-hmm. or like a Goodfellas episode with that, like chicken fingers, um, oh yeah, 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 thing that I love that that's like my favorite episode. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a little easy to, to kind of map onto, right? Um, so when you so so you you took this class while you were taking UCB, or was this something extra? At the same time, I was I was doing time. improv, um, right. like one one through like four hundred one. Oh, gotcha. At the same time as this program, as that, and then you. Um, so when did you end up? You, you you've been on the New Deal for close to two years now, right? Yeah, we're in our, we're in our second year. Second yeah. year, right? Yeah. How was that process creating? I'm assuming you had. Well, yeah, you had to have taken sketch at UCB to do yeah. that. So, uh, when you were writing your your packet for that, were you? Um, I, I know this is kind of a, a open ended question, but is there particular types of sketch that you like to write or that you kind of prefer to? Yeah. You know, or you lean towards. Yeah, I think, um, so when I was going through the program at ECB, I mean, I always loved improv, and I th- always thought it was really fun fun to do, and like an, a natural fit, like in just being in LA, but I've always, I was always interested in, in sketch more, mm-hmm. and and so even though I did the, the improv program first, I always want, like my goal was always to be on a mod team, mm-hmm. as opposed to like a Herald team at UCB, and so, um, yeah, so after that, like I did, um, you know, I took sketch, and uh, the sketch program has changed a lot, I think, in the past, like, four years because at first there was no 301. There was just, like, 101 and 201. Mm-hmm. And then they added a 301. And then there, now there's, like, the prerequisite of, like, you have to have taken 301. Right. So it took me a while to, like, get go through that program. And, and I was sort of developing and pitching the show in, the, in, in between me taking improv and sketch. So there was like this gap of time that I w- wasn't really studying or involved at UCB. Um, but uh, yeah, I think as far as like sketch and, and, and wanting to like grab ideas and stuff, um, I, I, first of all, I love writing sketches. I've, I've always loved just sketch comedy. And I think to, to me, it always comes from a place of like, what do I want to say? Like what's something that is either bothering me or something that, I want to express. Mm-hmm. That's always been like a, a go-to for me. Purpose-driven or statement-driven, I guess. Well, I, I guess it's all can be opinion, but yours is really you're yeah. trying to hammer out an idea in a comedic comedic fashion, right? Yeah, that's that. That was always like the first thing for me, and and um, the cool thing was uh, like so when when I was going through the program at UCB, like it was really, it's a tough place to like get on stage. And, uh, and when I was there, it was even tougher because it was before um, like the new facility so that you didn't even have like the inner sanctum and like this other stage. And, um, and so 
I joined this like indie sketch group that was like sort of loosely affiliated with like IO, but had a lot of like people that I had met like in the Groundlings program. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a group called Dead Honky, and we did a lot of shows like at um, at IO, and and we um, I joined the group like right there was like this big like sketch uh, like. It was like a cage match, like competition thing that they did at IO mm-hmm. that was kind of like high stakes, like a while ago. I don't know if it's like still a thing, mm-hmm. but uh, this group, Dead Honky, won it. And so they got like all these sort of performance slots. And they, and at the time, like the LA Improv Festival at IO was like kind of a way bigger deal than it is now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people like from UCB and from like Groundlings and like just all over would do shows there. It was like super fun. And so that sketch group, we were able to have like kind of like a good slot and, and I had just joined the group and that was the first time that I was able to like write sketches and, right. and like sort of be welcomed on a team. But it was also a very like uh diverse, like multicultural team. So we had like black people, we had like Asians and, and like Latinos. And so we, our whole thing was like, Oh yeah, we're going to, do sketches that <laughs> no one else can do. Cause really like, I mean, again, I don't want to like keep saying that I'm like this older person or something like that. But when I started in the improv sketch scene, it, it just, it wasn't diverse. Mm-hmm. Like this was like 2009, 2010 and it just wasn't as diverse. And so that was really cool. And, and we got to do a lot of sketches that um, I got to write sketches that were about race or about like, you know, um, a racist experience that happened to me, but I was able to explore it in like a, like a fun way. And, and so, yeah, that was like, um, it was pretty cathartic for me. Like, and so that, that's what, that was my go-to initially. Um, so, but then later on, like once I joined a mod team, it's like you, those are the first things that you kind of write, you know, that are really personal to you. And then I think it goes into, um, how can you write for the people that are on your team, the performers? Right. Yeah. And, and that's, I, th- I think that's like the challenge and, and, and thing that I would take away from mod to say like, Oh, what have I learned? What, what have I learned from mod? Oh, to learn to write for other people mm-hmm. and to really highlight people's gifts. Because if you just try to like put your own shit out there and like, Oh, I'm going to, I think this is funny. Um, it's, it's not going to land and hit as hard. Right. Like you always have to think like, how can I make someone else shine right. with this idea that I have? Yeah. It's definitely a different muscle. So I, and we, t- we've talked about this on the podcast before, but yeah. being on an IO sketch team where you can be a performer writer, which I'm a performer writer. Yeah. yeah. I'm constantly writing sketches. I, I love like my thing is group sketches. I like. I like getting the whole team involved mm-hmm. and like, I like to use numbers mm-hmm. um, because one, you do have, it, it, it works the muscle of, like you say, it's, there's something different between uh, writing for yourself. So I'm in Groundlings writing lab right now and it's all, you're writing for yourself. It's your characters. Yeah. It's completely different than writing for the skill set of someone else. Cause you know, you, you're, you're a limited person. You can only do so much with yeah. what you have, but someone else, you got to be able to be like, they do this really well. So how can I write, how can I write for them? It's a, it's a different muscle for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, groundlings is such a great supplement to, to UCB. Cause I think UCB is good at like, 
you know, training, it's it's kind of a writer's place in, in, in a way, mm-hmm. you know, even though like really amazing performers come out of UCB, I think, you know, it really trains you to sort of think as a writer. Um, and once you make a team there, particularly like a mod team, you are writing, if you're a writer, mm-hmm. you're writing for other people. Right. I mean, it's different if, if you're an actor um, on it, but yeah, like Groundlings, you, you do, you get to write for yourself, which is super cool. And, and, and I think, one should learn both yeah you know and and uh especially like with with character sketches and stuff and um yeah my um my writing partner came out of groundlings and so i like i did groundlings just to sort of learn that sensibility and right uh yeah it's 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 definitely a different muscle and and um but it's fun man like to see you know to really get to know someone else and and to like meld your idea with something that you know makes someone really shine mm-hmm. or like really honing in on some on a choice that somebody makes like right. uh i remember like the first month that or we did our first mod show we came in with all these sketches from our packets and stuff and we're like all super nervous and excited and like one of my sketches i wrote um uh lou wilson on my team like he made this like crazy choice mm-hmm that was so funny and it was like such a minor character he had like two lines <laughs> and uh i just ran with it because it was just it was so funny and it like added so much to the sketch right uh and you can't ignore those things right because it's like it's magic it's like oh my god like you yeah if you can take that's that's the the sign of a great performer i love i love lou so much he's my dude and he yeah he, he's so funny like you said like if you he can take small things and just make them hilarious, which is such a skill. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's 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 such a skill. skill. He can like, he can have like two lines, you know, in, in a sketch. And it's like, you didn't even think about this character. And then you're like, Oh man, like I understand this whole, it's it's way deeper than I thought it was. Yeah. It's like this runner, this like, you know, um, this sub game. It's that, Mm -hmm. that's so exciting. Yeah. Lose like a, a ninja at that. Yeah. He's great. Uh, cool man yeah well um well great so we're gonna i think now's a good time we're, we're gonna get into picking your brain this will be a good transition into seeing how you go and generate some ideas yeah yeah okay all right so for people new to listening to fish out of water what we do is i have a i have a master list here that no one else uh no one else knows it's numbered one through 13 there's different uh, they're basically improv openings on if you've ever seen improv usually they start a show with a suggestion and then they do a little opening to generate some ideas and then we a to see that and kind of just go back and forth and try to make each other laugh we try to make tweety laugh but he's not here so okay. so fuck him yeah fuck him um, fuck him yeah so uh <laughs> yeah uh he won't listen to this yeah, show. well let's just talk shit about right. it as as we can. Uh, <laughs> um all right so uh if you could please sir give me a number one to thirteen uh, seven. Seven. Okay, that's a popular number. One, is it? Two, well, it's four. lucky, and 13 is unlucky, apparently. So. Seven. Okay, great. It's Facebook status. It's Facebook status. Which is what I explained before, but basically, I'll explain it again. So I'll go on my Facebook right now. Okay. And I'm going to look at the first post uh, on my Facebook and see uh, see what it is, and then we'll just use that to kind of come up with some ideas. Cool. Yeah. Okay, here we go. 
Um, this is, I'm not a Facebook status. You don't have to like me, but I am the wolf of paid advertising, so you will respect me. Cheers to the haters. Okay. This, this is this is a sponsored ad. Of course, the first thing I have is something sponsored. Oh, that's a sponsored ad? Yeah. There is so much more to come. Advertise like the wolf.com. Okay. <laughs> that made to me like the voice of that of that ad yeah. is like very kind of like Wall Street douchey. Yeah. You know, right. kinda of like fucking if you like this ad or whatever, like what like you'll like it anyways. Like I'm just, I, I don't, I'm the wolf. It's very like alpha bro. Yeah. That's like the vibe that I'm getting. Uh huh. So I don't know. I'm not quite sure what it's for, but yeah, the, it, that's right. It's kind of like a guy who, um, so it made me think of, um, going off your, what you're saying is like a guy who's, and it could be what this actual video is. I don't know if it's satirical or if it's, uh, comedic in nature. I haven't watched the video, but just based off those words is, um, like a public access show, uh-huh. you know, where a guy's sitting in a, a shitty room with like a, you know, a phone and, and he's, he's pitching to people, um, you know, on the, on the TV, like, you know, you, you, whatever his idea is. So say it's, um, 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 he, he, he's just by himself, like thinking he's going to get followers. Like people are going to call in uh-huh. like so he can talk to them and no one's calling in, you know, right. it's, it's almost like a character sketch where it's, it's just him by himself where he's, you know, spewing out kind of those, like, uh, I guess they're public access yeah. shows, right. Where they, they just talk, but they're right. not really talking to anyone. They're really just talking to a camera. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I think, yeah, if, it, if it's, like, a character sketch, I'm thinking, like, as far as, like, point of view, like, this dude is, like, he he saw Wolf of Wall Street, mm-hmm. but he didn't get the cautionary tale. He just <laughs> thought the dude was awesome. He's, like, look, I'm going to go out and, like, I'm going to, like, give advice to people mm-hmm. and, you know, sort of be this, like, almost like the guy, like, what happened at the end of Wall Street where he was, like, this... Like he would give seminars. So oh, almost, right, yeah. So this guy, like, like a guy who gives seminars <laughs> on advice that he got from wa- watching Wolf watching of Wall, Wall Street. That's like, funny. But he never saw the end. Like, yeah, he never saw that. He's like, do you want, like, do you want to do cocaine off of like fucking yeah. hot chicks? Yeah. Like, do you want to? Yeah. Do you want to buy big boats and and drink champagne as your choice of beverage every drink? Yeah. yeah. Do you want to do quaaludes with your bros <laughs> yeah. and get stupid? <laughs> <laughs> I almost like that too. That what if it's not public access? What if it's what if he has people um, that that paid to come hear him talk? You know, and they're in the audience and they're they're just baffled that that they paid this guy to hear this guy talk. Like yeah. you said, you had a master's in business administration. He goes, no MBA. Masters of booty and ass. Well, booty and ass are the same thing. I'm twice as good. At yeah, it. got him. Yeah, He's like, yeah. yeah, like he, uh, for sure. Like you can definitely have like the the voice of reason kind of audience there. members. Yeah, like I paid three hundred and fifty dollars for this like entire weekend. Like, there's not even. You said that there was gonna be breakfast here. Right. <laughs> like there is a McDonald's across the street. They're having a. Uh, <laughs> they're having their you pick two special yeah, yeah. he's like cliff bars like <laughs> <laughs> he just hands out cliff bars but they're like the old kind like oh. the gold package oh shit like yeah. those gross ones 
Yeah, fucking protein up. All right, let's see. Uh, let's see what else. Anything else that make you think of anything else? I like I like the first part. I'm not a Facebook status as a status. Just that. Yeah, that's, the, a, that's a weird thing. There's something weird with that. I don't know what. Well, it is a Facebook status. Exactly. And your opening line is, I'm not a Facebook status. You don't have to like me. Um, there's something there, maybe. Um, I guess that makes me think of, uh, you know, I, I guess this is too real for me because I, I get so fucking annoyed when people are like, uh, or you go on forums and people are asking questions that mm-hmm. they could very easily just Google. You know what I'm saying? Like we live in a in a Google, yeah, you know, driven world. Like why would I post on a website to wait to have someone respond when it's something? And I'm I'm not talking oh, about like, like people ask a question, right? Like, hey like, guys, like where should I vote? Yeah, exactly. Like very very basic, searchable and findable. Uh, questions in forums uh-huh. you know that irritates the shit out of me um, yeah i think so w- another idea that i think of uh, from that post is someone like the kind of people that are like look facebook like posting stuff on facebook is totally stupid and like they shit on the idea that they're doing mm-hmm. you know like um it's not like i go on facebook or whatever and i'm like trying to get likes you know what i mean like i want you to like hear me at all like because i think that's totally stupid like like it or not mm-hmm. but i'm gonna give you my opinion and, <laughs> and it's just like why are you posting that right, right, right um obviously you want people to see it right yeah i think see that's too real because <laughs> i'm right I'm, I'm the like i'm the mad mad guy who's just like no one fucking cares like shut up you know i but i never I never, I, I'm never going to see any change because I'm too much of a pussy to, uh, like comment that a comment because it's like, oh, you're an asshole. But it's just like, I can't be the only one out there who feels this way. Right? Like maybe I am. Maybe I'm the only asshole out there who feels this way who would post. You know, like you're that guy. I think. I mean, I just feel like it speaks to something deeper. Like if someone is like, like someone that would post, mm, that's right. hey guys, like. And a searchable question. What they're really not wanting, they want that. They want that answer. But really, what they want is a response. They just want to like have people like to know that people are there. Right. Yeah. They just want. They like. They're addicted to the likes. You know. It's yeah. Like, it's like that's that's <laughs> satisfaction or what is it like? Feel good. Oh fuck! What's the word? That's basically like. Um, that that's like what, that dopamine kind yeah, of yeah right like they get a little hit validation every time. validation thank you yeah that's the word yeah it validates them yeah but it's fake right and it's a like they're 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 wanting more so to connect rather than mm-hmm. like they have the question obviously and they could answer it right. but they would rather connect and, and and hear it from someone else right yeah that to me that's that's I that's the impression that I get when people do that, where I'm like, what? Yeah. You could have just searched that. Do you want me to say hi to you? Just say like, yeah. Hey, how's it like, <laughs> there should be a superhero of Facebook, right? Like yeah. an unmasked man or a masked man who, who posts, you know, all the, it's kind of like the Sherlock Holmes of Facebook posts. Mm-hmm. Where he just basically from your post, you know, comments and says what the true meaning of your post is yeah. like, like, hey guys, I um, um, today I wasn't feeling good, so I went and I made my favorite um, 
butternut squash soup and it just like perked me right back up and then you know sherlock holmes <laughs> mr sherlock holmes facebook guy would be like you're still really depressed you're just like you know what i'm saying like he calls out the truth in what oh man you know yeah maybe that's someone that like can you imagine if you had a fake account that was like the truth teller yeah where you just go and just drop dr- truth bombs <laughs> on like whatever kind of thing like hanging out with the girls like met this amazing you know guy whatever like you're trying to make your ex jealous right <laughs> yeah. that's what you're doing like yeah. you're 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 trying to make someone jealous yeah um because i know you you yeah. just the, like so-and-so just broke up with you and you're <laughs> this is what you're doing i mean have fun but it's very obvious right that you're projecting something right now yeah and you're you look thirsty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like tone it down stop it i don't know how you could do that on i guess you could do it on stage where you have a guy pops up on the screen mm-hmm. the you know, whatever created post that you want and then him responding to it. You know, I don't know where you could heighten it to. I mean, it could be like uh, a Siri thing where it's like a voiceover. Right. Yeah. Are you projecting? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, where she talks back. Yeah. To. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're coming across as a little thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> I've had, I've had an idea to write a sketch where it's like, um, you know, it's called, it's like an advertisement for an app called Crop It Out, where it's basically just, you take a picture and it crops your picture for you to crop out all the stuff that makes it look non-glamorous. You know, like, like people take selfies, right? And this, I thought of this the other day, like, um, these girls were on Hollywood Boulevard and they were taking selfie one. It was weird cause they were taking selfies of themselves outside of Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Right. But right next to them was like a gang of homeless people, you know, and their dogs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I thought they for sure got that in the picture and they're going to crop that out. Right. Yeah. But when you exclude that, it doesn't look nearly as cool. You know, say it's not Starbucks, say it's something else that's more like maybe, uh, man's Chinese theater or wax museum or something, something that people will be like, Oh, that's pretty cool. Right? Yeah. But then if you were to take the uncropped version of that photo, you'd see all the shit and trash and stuff that doesn't make it look as glamorous. I don't know if that's a sketch that has legs, but it's something that, I mean, you know, there may be something in a, like a monologue sketch of one of those Instagram models, mm-hmm. you know, um, cause that's how they make their living. And, and so they'll, They'll go, um, and it's always real basic shit. Mm-hmm. Like I was at a Tender Greens, and this girl came and she walked up and she was with this guy that had like a selfie stick, right? And he was just like sort of taking all these pictures for her and stuff, and um, and yeah, she was like obviously like sort of kind of like an Instagram model, and and I was like, okay, like either Tender Greens is paying you or you're trying to make this seem like. It's way bigger than it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, that's funny. Yeah, you could follow around that one person. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm kind of, like, I have, like, 1.8 million followers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I just, like, like to show people, like, yeah, like, I live, like, kind of a glamorous life. Like, mm-hmm. went to, like, Sunset Boulevard. And, like, sometimes I'll just, like, go to Tender Greens. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't have Tender Greens in their towns. And it's like, they want to, like, see my life, you right, know? Right, and it's right. just, like, all this real basic shit. Like, cool. Cool. Like, yeah, Tender Greens. Yeah. Tender Greens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> awesome <laughs> yeah and then you see like in in her food there's hair and all this other stuff but she can't talk shit because it's a sponsored yeah and she's just like <laughs> yeah yeah take it out <laughs> <laughs> you know so it's just it's like this like <laughs> yeah, yeah she 
yeah <laughs> spitting stuff out she's spitting spitting out the hair and just uh doing her best to to look <laughs> as glamorous as possible yeah there's just something like kind of um like deeply uh deeply sad like about yeah people it's, that it's are kind of sad that's why i don't know if i've i haven't pursued it because it's kind of it's there's there's something that has to be i i i feel i'm a big south park guy and i've I mean, there's got to be uh, a South Park episode and something like that. About uh, Instagram models? Yeah. Yeah. In the future. We'll see it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they have to have. Um, I mean, I loved uh, freaking. Uh, did you watch Master of None season two? Uh, I have not. No. So there's a character. Another um, one on the list. That... Yeah. Oh, it's, it's. I mean, some people didn't like it or mm-hmm. loved it. I mean, I loved it. But um, there was a character who um, played the girlfriend of um, one of Aziz Ansari's characters' friends, mm-hmm. and she's like one of those Instagram models, and right. she's just, you know just like always taking these selfies, and like her phone has like those big bunny ears on it, and like <laughs> right. um, she's so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like I don't know, you feel bad for her. Like I I don't know. I always people like that weirdly endear me. Because yeah. there's kind of like a sweetness in their um, delusion. Right, right. Like there's an innocence in their in their delusion. Right, right. Yeah, right. it's like yeah. A, they're like they're like kids. Yeah, then they kind of are. I mean, yeah, yeah they kind of came up in that that. <laughs> Look at us. Couple. Of, how old are you? Can I? Ask that? Uh, I'm 34. Okay, so yeah. I'm 30. A couple yeah. of 30 year olds yeah. talking about the his <laughs> kids is uh, young millennials. Yeah, young millennials. Um, that leads me to something that I'll ask you on on the New Deal. Do you guys write, or I'm sure you've written maybe some some sketches that involve some sort of like social media aspect or have something that maybe I don't know if it comments directly on it, but um, maybe has some element of the sketch that has like Facebook or Twitter or Snapchat. I, I don't know if that's true or not. Oh, um, if... but what I'm, what I'm getting at is do you, do you see an audience, uh, or, or any of the shows that you've watched, I guess it doesn't have to be who you write for, but, um, the audience perception of, of those sketches. Cause I went to a show recently where it was a character show and someone did a character about millennials and, there were a lot of millennials in the room and they hated it because it was basically shitting on them. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know if the mod audience is that young or if it's going through, I mean, over the last two years, do you, do you kind of feel like, okay, we know our audience as well. Does that go into your brain when you're writing sketches? Like, yeah, like, will it, will it fit? Because you go over to ground lanes, they have a different way, different audience than they do. than they would at UCB. So yeah. Do you think about writing for your audience as well as, or, or maybe not writing for them, but just thinking like, eh, this will get a groan. It won't get a laugh. So let's mm-hmm. cut it. Yeah. That's a very interesting question. Um, that's a good question. I, I think early on we were very concerned about the audience, mm-hmm. right? Especially like our first month. Um, and I think as we <clears throat> developed as a team, I think we became less concerned about the audience because a we're, we're, we have, we've kind of developed in like a, a specific voice right. and we kind of, we really push the boundary, uh, and the envelope on like race and gender and stuff like that. That's right. like kind of our thing. Um, and where I think we probably have excelled as a group and sometimes, 
we don't know how <laughs> the audience is going to take it. And, right. and sometimes I'm like, I want to write this sketch and I think it's very funny. Right. And I, and I want, and I almost don't give a fuck <laughs> in a way because I'm like, yeah. I, I want to say this thing. I'm going to try to make it as funny as possible. And I always respect the audience, mm-hmm. but also it's exciting to see like, how are they going to take this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And, and the audience always surprises me because sometimes like we'll do sketches and I'm like, I think this is funny, but they're going to hate, like, are mm-hmm. they going to grow? Like, are they really going to hate this? And, um, I mean, I wrote, um, I wrote like three slave sketches last season. I've written a total of like four s- slavery, like themed sketches. And, mm-hmm. and just because like I comedically, I'm kind of obsessed with it. Like just mm-hmm. the idea of like not talking about this thing right. that happened in this country. Um, and I and I love to like not that I think slavery is funny, but I think like the reaction to it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I remember like the first uh, <laughs> slave sketch that I wrote was um, it, it was like a parody of Blackish, uh-huh. and it was like this basically like ABC's <laughs> exploiting you know these yes, like race comedies. I've seen yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, so it's called Slavish. <laughs> it was about like these newly emancipated slaves. And we all thought it was like really funny, but we didn't know like how I was gonna play with the audience. Um, and I think that was the first time that it, that I was like, oh, like if you really push it, I think the audience sometimes like silence or groans or like a reaction that is not like ha is fine right. because like if you get if you get deep laughs and surprising laughs in moments that are real and like you've taken the audience through the journey of this thing in this like punchline lands or this choice is made. That's great and, and yeah. more rewarding than anything else. And yeah. so I, I do try to think about the audience, but always like, always of like, uh, I think it's funny. I'm going to try this out. And if they hate it, then they hate it. But I respect them, but I want to. I want to challenge the audience as well, right? I, at least for something that's like racy. And right. if it is, um, and sometimes you learn, like you learn things. To me, I, I I honestly think that pedophilia or the the allusion to pedophilia doesn't play, right? Like it just doesn't. Yeah. Um. I've I've never it's a hard barrier to break down because it's like it's like dog stuff too. Like you can't kill a dog. Honesty, like even if it's fa- it doesn't matter. You it doesn't matter, especially just, Americans. Like yeah. you, you don't make you don't you're not mean to dogs. Mm-hmm. You don't fuck with dogs, mm-hmm. uh, and you don't make jokes about child molesters. Right. And the other thing that we learned um, is that you know when all those police shootings and, and acquittals were, were happening, um, we <laughs> we there was a sketch that we did that was kind of like um about police shootings and mm-hmm. police brutality and it it didn't it didn't hit mm-hmm. at all mm. and it wasn't funny like it was funny to us like in the idea of it it was basically like, mapped on to like this emergency room doctor that wanted to treat all injuries like all injuries matter mm-hmm. so it's like somebody <laughs> that has a gunshot wound like no somebody has a you sprained your thumb mm-hmm. you know all injuries matter right. and later like it escalates to him basically wrestling down someone and, and saying like don't stop resisting stop resisting oh, shit. and uh yeah it was like it was intense and it got real like when you that's that's probably when an audience is like 
It it also depends. Like, and I, I was going to talk about this. What's I've seen your sketch. I can't remember which show it was, but uh, I mean, you guys have done a few now where mm-hmm. you do your best of, right? Don't yeah. they have nights? Yeah. So I've seen some of your shows when I saw them live, and then some of the same sketches and best of. It depends on the audience. I mean, who's sitting in the in the seats? Yes. Is so it changes. You do the same sketch the exact same way for a different group of people. You're going to get a different reaction every time. Yeah. Know? Like it, it's just just how it is like for sure and yeah. that that best of crowd i think is is the toughest crowd mm-hmm. um they don't do best ofs in the same way that they now it's like all of the mod teams mm-hmm. have best ofs or they do their best sketch but like that that show is difficult because people go in not knowing or expecting what a ucb show is there are a lot of people that are like seeing a ucb show for the first time right. or they think that you know maybe it's like Amy Poehler might be there or something like that. Like right, they just right. don't know. And so it's, they have to sort of warm up to you. But if, if your sketch hits on a best of, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's funny. It's good. Right. And, and those, and I think like what I've learned is that if you, a truly great sketch, it's not always going to hit in the same way. Right. But if it hits like unanimously, like, um, another tough show I think is Star Punch as well, mm-hmm. which is right, like, right. Um, it's more of like an industry crowd mm-hmm. and it's at Franklin. So you're taking the sketch that you did for the first time that hit really well and was like this great sketch at at UCB Sunset and you take it to an industry crowd, like smaller stage mm-hmm. um, at Franklin. Um, and sometimes, yeah, like it, it's just, it's not going to be the same reaction. doesn't mean it's not a good sketch, right? but uh the the mod night is can be a very hot crowd yeah well it's it's your peers and they you know like you do you do gain a certain following of people who like your style and yeah so they're gonna like it kind of that's why i always like to test sketches at at different theaters yeah and in whatever place because you're getting like you say there's some things that are like there's no if ands or buts about it it's just funny you know mm-hmm. like the same beats will, will get laughs and certain things and mm-hmm. it's, it's um something sometimes they won't and it's i talk about like if i've written sketches in the past where if you if you don't get the audience on board or they're like mm, you kind of see that face when you're either performing it or you're writing uh-huh. you're watching the audience and uh-huh. they get that like I'm not on board with this. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then you just got to sit through three minutes of yeah. someone just being like, fuck you. I'm out. You know right, I'm right. Which is the worst. It's yeah. the worst feeling. Cause you're like, I didn't want to do that. I just thought that when I was writing this, this was funny to me. <laughs> and it was funny to another group of people. Yeah. So funny that we thought we should put it up for you tonight uh-huh. to help you laugh, you know? Yeah. And it'll, it'll turn like that, you know, like, yeah, yeah that's, that's the tough, um, and you can never know. Yeah. You don't know. But that's why you put stuff up because, you know, it's it's uh, for people. <laughs> it's better the, to, to, to put it up and, and go through the process and have it get rejected by an audience than to not do it. You know? Yeah, that is. And, and that's how you build. Like, you, you know, you figure it out and, and you have to trust yourself. And, and, and that happens. But, I mean, that's that's part of doing comedy, you know. And, right. and um, hopefully, like, as you develop you know those it happens less mm-hmm. and less but <laughs> yeah, you hope it does yeah exactly <laughs> or else you're doing something wrong yeah. right but um yeah it's uh you never know man and, and sometimes sometimes an audience just is not gonna they'll be very uh stingy mm-hmm. with with laughs and that yeah. and that happens sometimes like there's like there's a couple of sketches that we've done that you know 
have been, have like murdered at mod night and like done well at like a best of or whatever and mm-hmm. then and then we'll do it again and we'll just be like audience come on now like, <laughs> like we know it's so scary come on just just, just, just laugh this is funny. <laughs> so yeah 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 but you know they're the they fill up the uh the the bank of feeling good for the writer performer so yeah and you and you have to you have to respect it you have to respect the audience yeah for sure cool all right zora thanks man we got some funny pictures out of that and some other good insight um so to wrap this up we have a sketch from i don't know who it's from i'm gonna mark this and then get back to it but we have a a sketch from a guest cool so i'll I'll flip this around and you can read it yeah are we gonna read it like out loud yeah first read we read them cold we don't even i go through and pre-read them a little bit just to make sure sometimes people write some um um oh shit what are we doing? uh so we had a fan sketch and i don't know where it's at we had it lined up and tweety uh i don't know i'm just gonna blame everything on tweety today uh because it's because yeah, he's not here because it's he's not here and it's easier it's easier to do um so uh i wrote this this is a character sketch this is a groundlings character sketch oh so I'm going to I'm going to perform this for you. Okay. And then you're going to tell me what you think about it. Okay. Is that all right? Yeah, that's cool. Why not? It just uh 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 so so to give you a little bit of of context and the listeners. Uh and and writing lab and groundlings, you go in, you get 15 minutes uh to write uh a monologue for uh, you know, whatever topic, uh, typically what they'll do is for this particular class, it was take a flaw that you have like personally and then create a character from it. And so one of my character flaws that I chose was being shy and kind of like self-deprecating, like beating myself up. And, uh, so I, so I wrote this in, in 15 minutes and, um, yeah. Okay. We'll see what you think. Cool. Today's the day. No more being a little pussy, okay? When Jessica comes to her locker, you're going to ask her. You're going to go straight to her, and you're going to ask her out, okay? No more Mr. Shy Guy. It's Mr. Confident from now on, okay? Hi, I'm Jason. What the fuck was that? What are you, a little kid? No, come on. Hi, I'm Jason. What, what are you, asking her a question? Okay, get serious now. Hi, I'm Jason. Okay, that's perfect. <laughs> Maybe maybe I should just wing it. Cool guys wing it. That's why they're cool. Okay, they have charisma. They have they have uh, they're, they're charming. They have they have pizzazz. Okay, don't do that. Don't do that shit. Oh my god, here she comes. Um uh um hey Jessica. Hi, I'm Jason. Uh, I, I'm new here to West Shore High, and I am uh, I am uh, 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 I wanted to take you out to dinner tonight. Okay, you like chicken in the palm? Should not have winged it. <laughs> Okay, of course you're busy. I get it. Yeah, it was a dumb. It was dumb for asking. Oh, oh. Okay. Well, well. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be tonight. How about Friday? Uh, we could catch a movie and uh, and go get some cream after. Cream, cream of ice, ice cream. I don't call ice cream cream for short. I, I I just couldn't think of the word ice as I was talking, and then cream was the first word that came out of my out of my mouth, and 
you know, I also wasn't referring to the band Cream, you know, the 60s British uh, rock band, you know, might have heard of their song. Uh, I've been waiting for so long to be where I'm going in the sunshine of your love. I, I didn't mean to sing that as, as if to say, like, I want to be in the sunshine of your love. It's just that song is the most popular of their songs. You know, I figured if you knew a Cream song, then you might know that one. But who knows, who knows where this relationship might head? You know, love is possible out of that if we're lucky. <laughs> oh, shit, did I just say that? Hi, I'm Jason. You deserve no one. Oh, my God, really? You, really? You're not just pulling my chain? You really want to go out with me? Oh, my God, well, great. Yeah, yeah, I'll pick you up. I'll get, I'll get your number when I see you in sixth period, Kim. Yeah, 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 I'm in that class. <laughs> okay, all right. See you then. Okay, later. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> cool guys do have pizzazz. Blackout. Yay. There we go. All right. Yeah. So, so, um, so yeah. So, what do you think, man? Um, so, he, so, this character is based on, like, sort of, uh, like, the, a shy... Yeah, like a shy guy. Right. So, this is, this is a little bit... I should have probably prefaced this. This was a... Uh, 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 I'm a high school student... Uh, Next to his locker, uh-huh. kind of like psyching myself up uh-huh. for this girl Jessica to come because I want to ask her out, and then it kind of has this like little mini meltdown, uh-huh. you know, while she's in front of him. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I think uh, the shy, the shy guy is always a, a character that people kind of root for. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought so. I laughed when. You said like the chicken parmigiana thing. <laughs> yeah. Where like where? What's the thought behind that? The thought is that he he just does these. So and this is from personal. You know, this was a personal flaw. So I was playing around with some of the personal things I do, and one of them is like, like, uh, in awkward situations, changing the way you talk, changing the way you say things. Uh-huh. You know, and saying that. You like a chicken palm? It would be something that I'd do if I was nervous to try to like ease tension, but it just yeah. like fucking kills you inside that you yeah. would say something, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think like there's definitely like to me like there's a lot in changing your voice, like to 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 say something in that way to mm-hmm. impress someone. Because if if I were a girl or mm-hmm. if I were somebody. And somebody did that, like, would you like a chicken parmesan? Like, that's like a very stereotypical <laughs> yeah. kind of Italian. So, like, what if she's like, like, oh, I didn't, didn't, uh, no, I'm not making fun of Italians. I'm not. Oh, yeah. You know what funny. I mean? Like, what if she's Italian? Like, right. I think maybe there's more in doing and in, in doing voices that maybe are out of nervousness, but are fucking up your chances. Right, right. Okay. You know, like, yeah. whether it is like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can go to, like, you do this whole black uh, voice, you know? And and right. uh, and she's, no, I'm not, no, I, I wasn't making, I'm not trying to make a black, I don't know why I made that voice. Right, uh, yeah. My stepdad's black. I'm not, a, you know, something like that. Uh, right. There's something very funny in, in altering your voice in different, like, stereotypical ways. Yeah, yeah. like, maybe there's, there's more, there's more in that, because it's, to me, like, the funny part of, a guy talking to a girl when he's nervous is him fucking it up, mm-hmm. you know, and him um, changing. Yeah. And him changing where you see him like, okay, I'm like, I'm nervous. You, you gotta be cool. You gotta have pizzazz. You gotta, you gotta be cool guys, you know, like from, 
I don't know, like movie or, or whatever, like sort of his version of like a cool guy is. What's this? Yeah, what's the typical cool guy in his yeah. brain? Like, who does he go? Does yeah. he go to Tom Cruise and Top Gun? And yeah. he's like, you've lost that love and feeling, or like, or yeah, you know, or maybe he goes to like you know just like fifties, you know, kind of like, hey toots, <laughs> <laughs> you want to go out with me, toots? Uh, yeah, I don't know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like that. Like, what's a toot? Yeah, what's a guy gotta do to get a drink <laughs> around here? <laughs> Right, like that's um, that's almost like Tony Soprano, right? <laughs> but there's something I don't know. I, I think that's that struck me as is kind of unusual and in a, in a funny. Like the justification is like, oh, because you're shy and you don't think that being yourself is fine. So like mm-hmm. you doing it gives you a reason to do these voices. It's right. not that like, oh, this is just. I'm doing these voices, these offensive voices, because I think it's funny. No, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to impress this person. Right. That's, that's cool. I, I like that justification more. Yeah. yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. Who would you like a summer parmesan, a chicken parmesan? <laughs> I'd be like, what? What is happening? <laughs> yeah, I think that's part of it too. I mean, it's, um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's a weird thing. I don't know how they do. I mean, I've seen, yeah, I've seen monologues. At, I watch the characters' welcome show, and they have a they have a good mix of, of being able to let the person that you're talking to respond. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of a weird thing because your yeah. your response has to kind of well, it has to indicate to the audience what that person said, mm-hmm. which is silent. But really, what you're trying to say is, what is that person is the audience? So, what is the audience saying? So that's a great point. If you're like. Yeah, you as an audience member would be the um, like, why the fuck did he just change his voice? So now, as the performer, you now have to answer that question. Yeah, right. Yeah, because then, then I'm guessing you're like, okay, I get, he he knows where I'm at, right? You know, so I'm on board, I guess. For sure, it's getting them on board. But I like that a lot. Cool, man. Yeah, that's great. Well, uh, Zora, thanks so much, man. Thanks of for course. doing this. I uh, I had a blast uh, picking your brain and talking to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully, uh, yeah, it's it's good content, and hopefully, uh, you know, someone will someone will learn something. Yeah. From this, do you uh, do you have any plugs? You got any shows coming up? Anything going on? You want to kind of uh, reach out to the? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, if they're like in the the comedy community, um, I'm in a, a group called Dope Town Three Thousand. It's like a like a freestyle rap improv group, mm-hmm. um, and we're gonna be performing in, at the LA um, Musical Comedy Festival. Oh, cool. Uh, this next weekend at the clubhouse. Great. Or no, sorry. It's the last weekend of the month. I think it's like the 28th. Are there tickets or is it free or is it um, show times that I can put a link in so people can go and... I think it might be free. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then I think we're also... Well, Sooner. I should be plugging the Sooner show. Um, the same group, Dope Town 3000. We, um, we're going to be performing at the UCB Inner Sanctum at like 5.30. Mm-hmm. At, it, it's like this radio play show, but we're going to just throw some some rat bars in it oh cool and that's free as well great great and then you guys have new deal what month or what wednesday are you guys we're all so the new deal is always the first wednesday of the month first wednesday of the month so our next show is and i'll plug that because mm-hmm. it's gonna be a good show um august 2nd august 2nd okay yeah, I'll put 8 30 used to be sunset great um and uh, can they check you out? You have Twitter, you got Instagram, you got any of that stuff that we talk shit about? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, fuck, fuck Facebook, but yeah. like follow me and like yeah, yeah, friend yeah. me. 
Um, I'm on, yeah, Twitter, like Zorabi Kangaga, just my name um, on Twitter. Uh, and yeah, Instagram, same same thing. Same thing. Uh, fuck Facebook, though. No one had that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. You can try to friend me on Facebook. I don't know. Like, you, can follow, you, you can follow me on Facebook. Yeah, follow me on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, great. Uh, yeah, follow uh, Fish Out of Water at Foopod. Um, send us sketches. Sorry, I, my folder of all of the uh, people who sent in sketches on Dropbox is not there anymore. Uh, so Ryan Tweedy, um, my co-host, misplaced it. Uh, he's dead to me. <laughs> um, so uh, we typically used to do this where we would read our sketches. Um, and then, you know, uh, our guests would note me and Tweedy sketches. And then we were like, oh, we should have the audience do it. So mm-hmm. we created a, a bunch of lists. So this was nice to get stingy to get notes on something that yeah uh, back, back to the original setup right yeah back to the og uh and then uh dad jeans we just had our first musical show we're going to be doing that again i don't know when exactly but you can always catch us second sunday of the month uh ios 9 p.m we're in the same slot with drug money two real funny teams um they're funny i, I can say we're funny too yeah i guess okay. yeah um uh yeah and then uh so we don't we don't have a tag for our show so we ask our guests uh every time uh to end the show if they could do a do a tagline so uh we would say fish out of water okay <laughs> oh so like i'm, I'm adding then, the tagline and then, to and then you add the tag okay yeah, whatever you can think of okay so say it again fish out of water but on the fucking land <laughs> <laughs> thanks so i appreciate it man yeah <laughs> <laughs> a boardwalk audio podcast for more information and shows visit boardwalkaudio.com don't forget to rate and subscribe now